0: Hello, creeps. I'll be your ghost. I mean, host. As we delve the crypts of spooky movies and even spookier theory. Welcome to Horror Vanguard.
1: You probably haven't heard of this. You probably haven't heard of this film. So uh, it's really important then that Ash just lays it all out for us and tells us exactly... (laughs) What Defaba is all about.
0: There's a hope I just don't feel in my life. The idea that if someone was lost to me, I could find them. This isn't really something I think I could experience. What resources are at my disposal when it comes to rescuing the lost? Just these radio waves. Just this chance encounter of an empty well and an even emptier field. We're the masters of our domain. This endless and eternal parking lot. A sea of infinite choices of the same junk technology. Everything is so meticulously timed and spaced as to ensure that we're always arriving on our last leg and starting on our last breath. Our entire culture is premised on generating a garbage heap and not recognizing that we stand knee-deep in it. Outer space was once the nexus of hope and fear a place where humanity turned to imagine a future amongst the stars and all the wonders and strange threats that must wait beyond our touch. Now it's just a cloud of for-profit junk. We gave up on the stars and they, in turn, never got the chance to give up on us. It's strange how cultural anxieties mediate fear over time. Space stopped being a source of fear when we gave up on it. Spaceborne horror has become more about a failure to expand infrastructure than an encounter with the unknown and unknowable. Mocking, condescending, and so utterly trite, Bezos and Musk take leisure trips to the edge of heaven just to remind God that we could, but there's no gain for shareholders in shaking hands with the divine. A moment is lost to me. A temporal claustrophobia sets in. I feel the crashing of deadlines, of climate change, of creeping fascism, and my own complicity crushing me like a wave. The clock is running out, but I still have to sit in this 9 to 5 waiting, trying to vie for a lunch break, let alone salvation. Then it happens. Something cuts through me and plants a seed deep in my mind. It always enters through waves, through light, through sound, or through the pulse of touch racing up my neurons. Even if it can't live long in the soil that is me, I feel it for a time. This indescribable color, this sensation is a rupture in everything I know, and it begs me to paint my world with it, to see through its refractions. While the color lives in me, I feel that missing hope. All is not lost. All could never be. No matter how gray the moment becomes, there are unseen potentials waiting to crack through that leaden horizon. Join us as we discuss Defaba
1: yes absolutely Um,
0: all right bust out your coloring books everybody we're gonna have ourselves a nice adult (laughs) meditative session
1: (laughs) and it's and it's and it's that kind of way of reading it where you kind of think about it in the context of the family that makes me think that so much of Uh, So many of the symptoms here are are symptoms of kind of mental health issues and and trauma. You know, uh, particularly the mother who, um, you know, there's this this idea that the family is depressed. They fall into this kind of like social isolation, really um, almost catatonic. Um, And it isn't until the very end that the film kind of pulls that away, but it always kind of lingers. And I think... One of the problems with adaptations of Lovecraft is that you always end up trying to represent something which can always be better represented through the imagination. Um, but because w- Lovecraft's monsters are effective for what they do internally, mm-hmm. what they do to consciousness, not what they do to the body. you know and so what's really interesting is using that as a, a, using that in this similar kind of way, as um, you know, struggles with mental health is that you see it as something that it doesn't affect the body necessarily, uh, but it affects consciousness. The, it's but it's it's made invisible, right? You don't necessarily need the terrifying, indescribable squid monster that we'll spend 16 <laughs> pages describing, right? What you need is is someone who just sits and stares blankly at a wall. Like I think, I think it's a really clever way of Uh, kind of updating the, the, the Lovecraftian adaptation problem, as it were.
0: We hope you've enjoyed the Dread Discourse. Until next week, stay spooky.